Welcome to a new feature of the Ingenious Podcast called One Question, Two Tips. We will be interviewing several CPA marketers and leaders at top regional public accounting firms. We'll end the segment with What We're Loving Now. Now here is the host of this podcast series, Don Wagonar, Principal of Ingenuity Marketing Group in St. Paul, Minnesota. Today, I'm excited to talk with Jennifer Hamburger, the Chief Marketing Officer at Fried Maxic. Jennifer joined Fried Maxic in 2012, bringing several years of marketing knowledge from consulting, medical, and global markets. Today, Fried Maxic is among the top 100 CPA advisory firms in the country, with three offices in Western New York and staff in eight other states. The firm is consistently rated for client satisfaction and trust. Jennifer, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to be speaking with you today. I think it'll be really fun, and I think we'll learn a lot. I hope so. So now you and I have worked in marketing for many years, and I know it can be difficult to maintain brand consistency as a firm gets larger and adds offices. But you have kept Freed Maxic brand authentic and memorable. In your experience, can you provide two tips for brand consistency across the firm while also keeping the brand promise fresh? Sure. Let's take the question in two parts, one of which is brand consistency. So we are fortunate enough here at Freed to have a graphic designer in-house. And so from a consistency standpoint, she is our brand steward. Obviously, I oversee all of it, but she's the one who has eyes on collateral and ads and radio spots and things of that nature. And she's the one who can say, wait a minute, you know, we've got to look at our brand standards. And so she basically is in charge of making sure that we are consistent. So one of the tools that we've invested in at Freed to support our graphic designers efforts at brand consistency is a software called Pounce which was put out by PNN located in Louisiana, and it was designed specifically for accounting firms. Uh, basically, it is a software that helps you manage your bios and your collateral. And that is where the most recent versions of our collateral are kept so that we don't have people going back into their computers and looking up old cell sheets and then just sending those out willy-nilly with old, perhaps old logos, dated information with regard to the service or the industry. So that helps us to make sure that with over 300 people spread out all over the country, that we are providing the most recent and accurate brand consistency, if you will. You know, I have so, never heard of the of that software, Pounce. I might have to check that one out, though. It sounds great. It's a great product. And like I said, it was developed by an accounting firm for their internal use. And then they decided that, hey, this is a great idea. Let's take it out to the industry. And we've had really good success with it in terms of people are self-serving. Our employees are going in, updating their bios. You can have more than one bio if you've got experience across different industries and with various services. That keeps them fresh and that keeps us from scrambling at the last minute when we're putting proposals together. And we have to have people's biographical information in there. And then, as I said, it helps us to curate the content so that our people are getting the most accurate and up-to-date experience with regard to collateral. And that's been a huge help for us, both the self-serve side of it, 
before we had people contacting us and asking us for the most recent version of, let's say, a sell sheet just prior to a call, or God forbid, printing out their own from an email that's four years old and out of date. Right. Yeah, that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> no. and, yeah. So it, actually, this helps. This helps reduce those incidences. Right. It's not 100%, but it does help reduce them. And then the second part of your question was keeping the brand promise fresh. And our tagline is trust earned. Now, trust, you know, if you look at the word and the the idea across all industries, trust is down. So it's very important to us to make sure that we are living up to our brand promise because it's a big one. It, it's, it's a major one. What we do to keep it fresh is we do research. And that takes the form of doing a, an annual client survey. We work with Clearly Rated, so it's very turnkey process. And we've done it for several years, so our directors are very focused and on board with the whole process. In fact, they, they contact us, when's the next client survey? And when can I see my results? Because it's all based on dashboards, so they can actually go in and look to see the responses and to read the verbatim, it allows us to catch anything that is not going well. So, you know, with regard to the NPS score and what we call the detractors, we can go in in real time and take a situation and follow up on it to make sure that the person who is a detractor, that any issues are addressed and taken care of immediately. We do have an NPS score of 90%, which is very, very high in general, but it's also very high for the, for the accounting industry. We only want to better that score every year. So having the whole firm know that we are pursuing this metric and that this metric matters to us, we share it at our state of the firm every year so that people know that we're making progress and that we're doing a good job with Trust Earned. The other thing that we do is in-depth interviews, IDIs. We contact clients through our ad agency, and we talk to them about what Trust Earned means to them and how Freed embodies Trust Earned. You know, rather than relying on our own, perhaps, anecdotal information, we get quantitative information as well as qualitative information. And I think that's the best kind in terms of third party. You know, we've got people that are telling their story and how we helped them achieve success. Right. So now are you also doing training and mentoring of your staff and partners and manager and everyone so that they're able to actually get that NPS score up and perform that brand promise that believing in? That's a good in? question. That's a good question. So we try to make it a cultural norm through communication right? Regular communication. We have annual freed forums, which is in between our annual state of the firm so that we have contact points throughout the year. So we do talk about any research that we've been working on, whether we give the verbatims from testimonials or whether we give data like numbers, percentages. But we also recently in the last year hired um, an in-house trainer. That has been a great addition in terms of having an organized process for training whether it's technical training, soft skill training with regard to customer or client experience, cross-selling, basically how to communicate better, if you will. Uh, communication is the hardest thing that we do as professionals in any industry. And um, she's done a great job of putting together a varied curriculum that can be done in either a virtual environment or the physical environment. 
Yeah, that sounds great. I love the fact that your two tips are around the brand standards um, and using that software, as well as then um, the research that you're doing. Um, here at Ingenuity, we're huge fans of research. We feel it's so valuable. So yeah, that's wonderful. So now is the time for our closing segment of the CPA Influencers podcast called What We're Loving Now. And we asked CP influencers the question, what are you loving right now? It could be work-related or just something fun or joyful in your life. I'll tell you what I'm loving right now. I've been, this is what I call conference season. So I've been attending a lot of industry conferences virtually, unfortunately. Can't wait until we can get together in person again, because I think that in-person energy and exchange of ideas it can't be duplicated in a virtual right. environment. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to next year and gathering again. But what I will tell you across, I've been to three virtual conferences in the last eight weeks. And what I have found interesting is a common theme of B2B clients expecting a B2C experience. Okay, because I, I have worked in professional services and then I've also worked in consumer packaged goods. And in the, on the consumer side of it, we were doing a lot of research at the company that I was with before Freed and getting a lot of feedback and the client or customer experience is, was number one, always, always. So I think what people are expecting these days is an amazing experience, right? Um, they're expecting yeah. to have the, they're expecting to be wowed in B2B the same way that they are in their B2C experience. So whether it's Amazon being able to get you something in two days or one day or five hours or whatever it is, and you being so excited that, you know, your, your Fitbit watch bands came, <laughs> you know, practically arrived on your doorstep right. before the credit card cleared, you know, clients in the industry are, are starting to expect that as well. And I think that's great because it keeps us on our toes and it makes us up our game. And I think it brings a human, a more human element to business because I think as marketing professionals, we all know that the crux of what we do is based on emotion. But you know, we kind of laugh and say, there's no crying in, in accounting. <laughs> like there's no crying in baseball, right? Baseball. It's, not yeah. a, it's not an emotional type of industry, but all of marketing is based on emotion and tapping into an emotion. And I like the fact that our industry as well as, as the marketing industry in general and profession in general is really embracing the, the emotional side of marketing. And I'll tell you that the presentations that I sat through, there's a, I can see a real difference even in presentation style. Presentation style that I'm seeing across conferences is much more personal. People start with personal anecdotes before they jump right into the crux of whatever the presentation is. And they try to connect with the audience so that you want to listen to what their story is. And they tell a story. It's not just a presentation. Are there PowerPoint slides still? Yes, there are. But they use them only as a tool to perhaps show a graphic or perhaps a uh, metric. But they really stick to the storytelling side of it. And I think that that's a great step in the right direction because that's what we do as marketers is we, we tell stories so that prospects and current clients can relate to that. Yeah, I love that. I love what you said about B2B clients to B2C experience. I am going to for sure talk to my team about that. I love that. 
sounds like you attended some great sessions, but three conferences in eight weeks is a lot, <laughs> especially virtually. It, it is a lot. And the virtual, like I said, some connection is better than no connection. Right. But And I think it's really important in our industry that the, we do have peer connections, whether it's through AIM or your association in terms of whether you're with RSM or whatever group that you happen to work with, that you have those connections because we all have different experiences. And I think collectively our experiences and our knowledge base is so much better when we share it, so much better. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, Jennifer, I have learned so much today. I really appreciate you being on our podcast. I think our audience will also agree with me, but thank you so much. Well, it was great to talk to you and to talk about the industry that we all we all love. Thanks for listening to the Ingenious Podcast. If you like this podcast, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen. Visit the show notes for this episode and all episodes at ingenuitymarketing.com forward slash podcast.